Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom, what up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) What do we have here? Man, man, man. What do we have here? What an incredible day to host the National Sports Radio Show. Welcome in. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. And, uh, man, we're kind of fired up here for you, right? Just more than kind of, completely and totally fired up for you. I, I got a lot to get to, um, a, a, a ton of thoughts, including, including uh, the fact that there are other teams on the outside looking in. Check out the latest signs from Mortal Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling prom call 1 800 Gambler. Um, so th- this popped up in my, my cell phone. I have a buddy who is in the NFL and he's friends with somebody inside the Seahawks organization. The news of the day started with the Packers getting Aaron Rodgers back and him getting a new contract. You heard from Dan Byer that there's no signed new contract. The devil always being in the details. I'll give you a pretty educated guess as to what's really at work here, as they also had a franchise tag um, Devontae Adams early today. And then the news that dropped oh, a little less than an hour ago was Russell Wilson being traded. So my buddy texts me, these details. I'm like, what trade are you talking about? And then I look at my phone like, oh my goodness. So the the Seahawks get a first round pick this year from Denver. That's number nine. A second round pick this year. That's 42. A fourth round pick this year. um, And a first next year, a second next year, plus Noah Fant, who's a starting caliber tight end. Drew Locke, who uh, I I think Probably more of a backup, but starting caliber talent at quarterback. And Shelby Harris is a good, you know, borderline to below Pro Bowl level player. So you got two, maybe three starters if Drew Locke ends up being decent. Like, that's a good haul. Plus, you got two first-round picks and a high second this year, as well as what will likely be a low second next year, because the likelihood is that Denver's pretty good seeing as they're going to get Russell Wilson, and they still have Bradley Chubb, and they still have talented wide receivers. Um, and Nathaniel Hackett, though he's never coached, been a head coach a day in his life, does seem to know a little something about offensive football. So that's a wow. Like, this whole thing is a wow. Wow. Um, let's start from the Aaron Rodgers. Like, look, a normal human being, a normal human being would celebrate today because they're getting a new contract, they're staying in one place, they've gotten a, a voice at the table, they've, they've improved on negative relationships, and you're back on a football team in a division where, uh, barring a, a massive rash of injuries, you should win your division and have a chance to play at least a, if not all, home games trying to get towards the Super Bowl. You're going to have Devontae Adams back, David Bakhtiari will be back, and... 
with some of the money that's been moved around and will probably continue to be moved around, it stands the reason they're not done yet, right? But you're, we're not talking about a normal human being. You know, one thing that I do know from knowing people around Aaron Rodgers is he's not exactly a Russell Wilson guy in terms of they're, they're not boys. They are not boys. And so what does that mean? How does, why does that matter? Well, Russell Wilson gets traded. I, I, I don't know. Like, I would guess that all details are generally agreed to with Green Bay, but it wouldn't stun me if he wanted a little bit more just because, well, just because, <laughs> right? Again, a normal human being looks and says, hey, I was Denver's first pick uh, to trade for, and Ross Wilson was our, their second selection. But again, that's a normal human being. Aaron Rodgers is not a normal human being. Huge news for the Packers. Huge news for the NFC. And then you have Russell Wilson, who we all knew wanted out. And what I said to you then, I'll say to you now. Russell Wilson threw out possible people he'd want to date, right? When, When you're married... Occasionally, you'll get into a conversation, which I would encourage you. I would encourage you to get the hell out of. Right. And uh, here's the conversation. If you had a list, you know, that dream list scenario of people you would like to have one night with. Just your hall pass list. Who would it be? I am telling you right now, do not take the bait men do not take the bait women do not take that bait because late at night when you're really starving and you haven't been feeling well and you say hey could you could you make me something I just don't feel great well why don't you have Halle Berry make you something (laughs) right that's essentially what Russell Wilson did last offseason I don't want to be traded but if I did let me tell you some teams that I'd like on my list. Right? You can't call the divorce attorney and think that you're ever going to go back to the way it was. Seattle wasn't good. The relationship was fractured. He was offered, or maybe not offered up in a trade. They at least, they at least said, you can submit your offers and we'll see if they're enough. And so what we're operating under is this false premise in terms of evaluating a trade. Okay. The premise of the trade is, hey, you could have had Russell Wilson. Instead, you have, you know, Drew Locke and Noah Fant. And, you know, you end up whoever you draft, whoever you draft. In, instead, you could have had Russell Wilson. You had a Pro Bowl level, all pro occasion level quarterback, a guy who's likely to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You had that guy. And now you don't. And that's a reasonable premise. Here's why it's false. Because you only trade Russell Wilson if Russell Wilson's not going to play for you anymore. If Russell Wilson's done there. And while the demands weren't made public, the very strong likelihood is last year it was floated. Last year there was the dream scenario. Last year where was the list. And this year it's, look, we're done here. You guys figure it out. And Seattle waited perfectly. 
They waited till Rodgers recommitted to staying in Green Bay. And then I would guess you played the Washington football team off against the Denver Broncos and got as big a compensation as you're ever going to get. But what's happening is we're judging the trade. Well, you gave up on Russell Wilson. Like, look, Russell Wilson was done. It's the same as when Tom Brady left New England. Talk to anybody. They'll tell you, like, Tom Brady was not coming back to New England. Period. Stop. So, um, things are interesting. Things are actually fascinating. Dan Beyer, you're a Seahawk fan. This is the end of an era. What do you think? I don't mind the trading of Russell Wilson. I actually, I think I'm different than some Seahawk fans in that regard. It's just the actual return on what they got. And I, I know it's not apples to apples. Um, I know it's not apples to apples. The uh, trade, though, with Jamal Adams, where the Seahawks gave up two first-round picks, and then now, when, when that trade occurred, you thought to yourself, wow, if they trade away Russell Wilson, they could get four first-rounders. I mean, if, if that's that's what the, the price tag is. I mean, teams were willing to give three first-rounders away for Deshaun Watson, and, you know, he's had two ACL surgeries, and who knew about his future? And so not to only get two first-round picks, and I know that there's additional second-round picks and players, but Drew Locke is worth nothing in the deal. He's not going to be the quarterback in Denver, so you just put him in and maybe play him in Seattle, but I don't add any value to that. Um yeah, Noah Fant was a first-round pick three years ago. I think he's a decent tight end, but I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't love the return. I, I don't love the return. Tell me at what all. they could have gotten that was better. Well, I said the three first-round picks or four first-round picks would be the asking price that I at least would ask for, or if something to reset the organization. Remember, they're they're already starting behind the eight ball without a first-round pick this year. So now you're kind of going down the road, and I was going to jot it down on paper, but the return of Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams, like that now has become more of a more of an even swap than you would actually think. I just don't think the value of the players that they got, the Denver didn't have to give up any game-changing players uh, in this. No offense, nice, but I mean, as I said, Drew Locke was gone. Shelby Harris is a defensive lineman that was characterized as a strong locker room presence. Uh, and I mean, just, but he's not an all-pro caliber player. Or a no, he's a good player. Look, player. I, he's a good, pl- he's a good player, though, right? He's a, he's a starting caliber, uh, starting caliber player. You know, he's a starting caliber player on your offensive line. You get a starting tight end, a starting offensive lineman, and a guy who's been a starter at quarterback. Who again, I don't there love. There's zero value in Drew Locke. There is uh, zero. I, I, I disagree there. Okay, I mean, like he wasn't going to play in Denver. So what? What? So he he would have to leave anyway. So it's just you throw him into the deal. Like there's, if you're going to bring in Russell Wilson, okay, there's okay, no wait, value wait, for wait, Drew Locke. Wait. So so if you're going to draft in the first round, right? Wouldn't you say it, you would be hopeful to at least get a starter? To at least get a starter. Oh, yeah. Correct? Absolutely. Okay. You got two. And you got two first-round picks. And you got two second-round picks. So, you know, look, do you think they didn't take top dollar? Do you think they didn't shop him? Do you think they didn't put it out there and say, Philadelphia, how many first-round picks will you give us? What will you give us? Washington, what will you give us as well? Or do you think they simply said we have to do AFC? I, I think AFC had something to do with it. I really do. 
And in looking ahead to next season, I I mean it's I don't think that there's there's tons to look up for if you're a Seahawks fan next season. Maybe it's a further down the road where, you know, Pete Carroll and Josh Schneider will be there into the mid, you know, 2020s. But I just don't you know, after after a decade long of, you know, of being in that picture, you know, to and again, I'm fine Doug, with the trading of Russell Wilson, like that premise is fine. I just wish that there would have been, I don't know, you know, Jerry Judy's name was thrown around in the uh, the Green Bay talks, and not that Seattle needs another wide receiver, but it was just that was the the caliber of name that was being thrown about. Jerry so, Judy hasn't been good, by the way. Just like he has not achieved nearly what the hype was. I would agree with you on Fant. Fant, you could say the same thing. Like super athletic and talented, seen as a little bit soft, but like. They don't need a wider. Do they need a tight end? Yes, they do. Okay. Do they need offensive linemen? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So they got both. They got both. Right. Like, look, well, you just. It's no, like they, it's they like did. we all. They they got a defensive lineman. Shelby Harrison. So sorry, sorry. I mean, I mean, yeah. Okay. And so, what are you going to do with the ninth pick in the draft? Either you take an offensive lineman there, or you trade down and you get multiple picks. They're they're in rebuild block. Like, if they had, if they had Russell Wilson for another year. Okay. They had mm-hmm. Russell Wilson for another year. Are they a playoff team in that division? I think I think that they're a borderline playoff team in that conference. I think the NFC stinks. And so that's just the question of of whether, whether they make the – and again, do you want to be middle of the road? Probably not. But on the surface, I just don't – I expected a little bit more. That's – that's all. No, I think. I think. I mean, like, I, have you ever seen a haul this big for a player? I, 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 I look. I totally disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Everybody wants first round picks. Okay, everybody. Well, I've got to get first round, many first round picks as possible, and this is part of what what we told you with with any of these trades. They have to include actual football players because first round picks are like a 50-50 shot, a fifty fifty shot that they'll actually become a consistent starting caliber player. And that's what they have on the defensive line and a tight end, right? So they're actually better than first-round picks, especially considering Denver's first-round picks after this year aren't going to be great because Denver's going to be better. So I, I understand that there's this, well, they didn't get enough. But do you think they didn't, you know, I, I'd be fascinated to know if they didn't shop him to Washington, if they didn't shop him to Philadelphia. Would they take a little bit less to get him out of the AFC, NFC? Maybe, maybe. But I'm also going to disagree with you that they're a playoff team. But like they, they're not. They weren't a good team last year. The other, the other part of it, and part of the reason why they weren't a good team was because Russell Wilson got hurt, and then when Russell yes. Wilson came back, he was not he wasn't good. Good. Yeah. So yeah. I again, like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm okay with them moving on from from Wilson. But again, they were starting behind the chains because they don't have a first round pick this year. So they're already in the hole Understood. starting next year. So uh, that's, un- understood. That's why you needed so, to make the most of that trade chip that you had, and I just don't think that they did. Okay, I mean, the people I talked to in the NFL thought uh, th- thought 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 otherwise, but oh, I'm, now you're going to play that card with me. The other no. NFL people that no, was I'm, that I'm, was I'm that being, was the, and, you and ask I, for my opinion, and I give you my opinion, and then you throw the people in the NFL no. tell me I'm wrong. That's no, bush league. What's that? No, it's not. It's not. It's not bush league. And I was about to give you the, the logic why. <laughs> I think I'm getting the rap from Jason Stewart. No, so. no, no. It's not not bush. It's it's the logic why is 
it, in in terms of would you like it, would you like to create a great offensive lineman and draft one and a bunch of first round picks? Like, okay, so you let's just say again in your dream scenario, let's take Philadelphia's first round picks. Okay, we'll take all Philadelphia's first round picks. Again, the percentage of hit rate of first round picks is fifty fifty. Okay, now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you're not correct in terms of like look it's not like anybody walks in with a Shelby Harris jersey on okay or a Noah Fant jersey on but they have shown themselves at least to be like Shelby Harris is a good player like probably just below a, a pro bowl type player that's a good player okay Noah Fant it's good talent and it's a position of need so those are more valuable then another first round pick. And then you said what, four first round picks? Is that what you three to four? Yeah, I was just yeah, throwing that number out there. Yeah. Okay. So they yeah. got two and they got two guys who are as or more valuable than any first round picks outside of like a top five pick that you weren't going to get anyway, because Denver's not going to be a, have a, ever have a top five pick, right? I would rather roll the dice that those other first round picks were to be to were to work out or to be that next level of player than to accept what they got at that level. Okay, and then the other part to it is you are dismissing that they have two second-round picks, including this year's second-round pick, which is the 42nd pick, which is, a, you know, it's like a, a one-and-a-half in terms yeah. of first, first round. Like, that's a high-level second-round pick. We like, don't know the exact numbers. Denver did have two this year so they because they have the Rams. I, from... I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you from my, my – Okay. The source, it's the The people 40... of the NFL that you know, it's 40? 40. 42nd. Yeah. Okay. So it's the the ninth pick, the forty second pick, the fourth round pick, and then the first next year, the second next year. Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris. And look, I don't. I'm not a Drew Locke fan. I know Denver wanted him out of the building. I understand that. Okay, but he makes no money. He has been a starter, and if they decide this is stopgap year. It's not a terrible. It's not a terrible option. It's a terrible option in comparison to Russell Wilson. But again, we're operating under the premise that Russell Wilson wasn't coming back anyway. You know, he wouldn't come back anyway. Like that. That relationship was over. So th- there is where the I I don't believe, and I could be wrong, that they didn't take top dollar. This is a lot of people point this out about DeAndre Hopkins, and um, and. You know, look when they when they made the the trade for, um, uh, you you just mentioned it from New York Jets, uh, Jamal last Adams. Year. Jamal Adams. Yep. I told like we both said that's a terrible trade. I you know it's bad, it, it overspent, you know on a need, and then the guy wanted a huge contract, and of course they acquiesced. But I I don't think it would be fair, if you're just judging this trade, to put that trade as a part of this trade. That trade was bad. This trade was good. Good, especially considering you had an asset that didn't want to return. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in TJ Hushmanzada. He joins us. Uh, Hush, of course, uh, uh, I'm going back two years ago, said Tom Brady not going back to New England. And he ends up going to Tampa. You also thought that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going back to Green Bay. Uh, what what changed? You know what happens, Doug? When they show you the money, um, it changes a lot. Would you say? When when yep. 
the second highest paid quarterback in the league is at 45 and you're at 50, um, that will change your mind. And you, you look at Green Bay, they un, salary cap-wise, they're franchising Devontae, and they're giving Aaron what they're giving them. They're going to have a hard time retaining some of these guys on defense and, and getting players to play with Aaron that he's trust from an offensive perspective. I mean, it's gonna be, is it going to be much of the same? We get in the playoffs, and the only guy I want to throw it to is Devontae. And so they got to figure this out. But I, I truly thought he was gone. But when you're going to give me $50 million a year, um, that will change my mind as well. Uh, okay, what do you think about the Russell Wilson trade? That was interesting. I believe Seattle – I'm not trading Russell Wilson, man. It's hard to win, but I, you know what Pete Carroll's thinking is? We basically won Super Bowls with a quarterback that many didn't think was that great. When we drafted him, nobody – they thought Russell Wilson was going to be a great quarterback. He'd have been drafted in the first round, and we did it with a quarterback that they, I'm sure they felt like they made into what he is. And so if I'm the Denver Broncos, I'm ecstatic because Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, and you give up two first-round picks. And when you're the Seattle Seahawks, you say, oh, man, we have these first-round picks. We're going to do well with them. Well, last year in the second round, they drafted Dwayne Eskridge. What did he do? The year prior to that, in the first round, they drafted Jordan Brooks. Second round, Daryl Taylor. What happened? The year before that, the Seattle Seahawks drafted L.J. Collier in the first round. What has he done? And so the draft is a crapshoot, especially when you're the Seattle Seahawks because outside of D.K. Metcalf in the last five years, who have they drafted in the first two rounds where you can say, ah, we're drafting Pro Bowl players? You can't say that. And so Denver has won this trade until Seattle can show that these draft picks – can turn into perennial pro bowlers, not just starters. They have to be really good players. Uh, yeah, and and they got two other starters outside of Drew Locke, too. I mean, I, I actually think that's why there's the mix of players and picks. I mean, you get Noah Fant, you get Shelby Harris. Shelby Harris is a really good defensive tackle. Noah Fant is a tight end that can run. I know him very well. I trained him for the combine. But are you really saying a tight end for a quarterback? And two? North Fat can play. Who's throwing North Fat the ball? Is it going to be yeah, Drew Locke? No, because no, no. Denver, I, I, think, Denver, I, I, I think we all understand, though, it's not a one-for-one. One. They don't have a quarterback. But you also have to keep in mind, they're not trading Russell Wilson unless they felt like that relationship was done. Right? It, it's done. There's just there's this, no fix. You, fix, you know done. what I really think, though, Doug, what really happened is Russell Wilson was – making Pete Carroll look bad. Pete Carroll was like, we got to get rid of this dude. We got to get rid of this dude. He's making me look bad because he's saying this, this, and this about our offensive line. We're not drafting guys the right way. Russell Wilson got to the point where he was talking too much and it was actually showing the job that Pete Carroll wasn't doing. And this is Pete Carroll. Just look at his history, man. Uh, Earl Thomas started doing it. You got to go. Richard Sherman started doing it. You got to go. Russell Wilson started doing it. You got to go. This is what he does. 
TJ Spenzada joining us here. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, AFC West. Derek Carr coming off a good year. Everyone thinks Justin Herbert's the truth. Pat Mahomes, by many people's estimation, is 1B if Aaron Rodgers is 1A. Some people think he's still he's even 1A. Where, where are the Denver Broncos as of now? Doug, man, that, that division is must-see football. I know they better have these games on Thursday night football, Monday. These are games we all want to watch, Sunday night football. These are the games we want to – if that Denver Bronco defense – can stay where they are, this is going to be a – I mean, obviously, you, you put the Chiefs at the top. What's going to happen with Tyron Matthew? They need him back. But with Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Corliss Sutton, K.J. Hamler, is it Devontae Williams right to run it back? They got dudes. They got dudes at the skill player position in Denver. The Chargers got dudes. Derek Carr has the least amount. He took them to the playoffs, and so very tough. TJ Osman's out of joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, okay, so now you got those two. Tom Brady, come back and play. Man, Doug, I'm I'm still gathering this information. I, I believe Brady wants to play. I, I just he's been real, you know, real coy in his responses and things of that nature. I don't know if he's going to play. I'm before uh, this draft. TJ will for sure know, but it, it's just one of those things, man. Uh, I think he saw the writing on the raw in Tampa and was just like. We're not going to win here anymore. Um, I don't like the way things have transpired. Um, I don't like what happened with the A-B situation. It's just not my cup of tea. But the only team that makes sense is this childhood team. Does it work? I don't know. I just know this. you got to plan until the wheels falls off so you have no regrets, Doug. You don't want to have any regrets when, when you're 47, 48, 49, which is right around the corner for Brady. Um, I believe he wants to play, but like I said, I'll know for sure before the draft. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Does Deshaun Watson play football this year? I'm going to say he does play football. Uh, man, this situation has been going on, it seems like, forever. You know he's not going to be on the Texans because he has too much guaranteed money. I don't believe they're going to eat that. But if Russell Wilson just went for two twos and two ones, are you really getting four ones for Deshaun Watson? I know his contract is really quarterback friendly now. Um, Houston may have misplayed their hand or his situation legally is playing out to where they can't do anything. But four ones for Deshaun and Russell just went for two ones. I don't know what's going to happen, but Deshaun Watson, wherever he does go, if he does get anywhere this year, is an upgrade for any team that gets him. But I'm going to say, yeah, he plays football. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. How you think you... otherwise? I just, like, I don't think Seattle's a possibility. I don't think in that city. It, it's just, it's going to be very, very, very difficult. You know, 
and we can compare things in the past. Like, look, today is International Women's Day. We have, like, we've been through the Me Too movement, but it's still continuing on. You know, like, that is a lot of lawsuits. And I understand that to this point, there's nothing criminal. But I just, I, I don't know how it looks. And whoever, whoever he, even if he were to be traded, there would be some form of suspension would be, would be a reasonable guess as well. So I don't know how much you'd have him. I'm just not as I'm just not as sure. I would have thought this thing would have been done and he would have been suspended and you know we would have kind of had some sort of clarity, but you know, we're we're a year into this thing and it's it's not clear. There's no clarity to it. I mean you you, you have a great point as far as the it's been prolonged and it's gone on a while. But at the end of the day, until he's charged criminally yeah, it doesn't look good when, when you have so many people. But I, I just, it just seems like if it was a problem, he would be charged criminally. And, I, and I'm a man with three daughters. And yeah. so I don't, I don't take any of this lightly because I promise you this, anybody does anything to my kids, you will see me on the news. And that's a guarantee. And so I don't take any of this lightly. I don't know what transpired. And to see him on the football field, that's the least of his worries, is if he knew he did something. And so we'll let the legal system um, run its course. But as far as him playing football, I just just believe he's going to play this year because if it was something, we, we would know. Yeah. Yeah. No, we would, we feel like he would have been charged with a crime already. I mean, yes. but he, yes. so I, uh, I, man, it, it's so hard to tell when there's so much unknown and there hasn't been any clarity and we're a, a year into it. TJ Hushman's out. TJ, last thing. Um, is there any quarterback that you would draft in the first round in this draft? I would say I would probably go two and a possible. Matt Corral, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter. Those three. Matt Corral, talent-wise. Kazan Orm, like any quarterback that's in the NFL right now. Um, I know him personally, so I may be biased. Great kid, great person, really smart. Um, Really good athlete. Desmond Ritter, really good athlete, really good arm training with a good trainer that is going to help him from the And Malik Willis, just the way he carried himself, his interviews at the Combine, um, it's something about him. Don't know him, never met him. But it's something about him that I just really enjoyed hearing him talk and understanding the pitfalls. And then you see the video of him giving something to the homeless man. Kindness goes a long way, man. I tell my kids. Treat people how you want them to treat you at all times. Um, it goes a long way. So those three guys. Awesome stuff. That's the one and only TJ Hushmanzada. Hush, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. All right, Doug. Appreciate it, man. Keep up the great work as always. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. 
Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Let's go. Let, let's get into it. Um, I want to play for you some. Obviously, the story of the day is Russell Wilson being traded. The secondary story of the day, which led to Russell Wilson being traded, is Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay. We don't know the the details of what's reported to be a new contract. Rodgers said there's not one signed. Uh, we just took you to Green Bay that said there's not one agreed to. But Ian Rappaport says there's a new deal, two, four years, $200 million, $153 million guaranteed. Like He didn't just pull that number out of his rectum. Right, so we'll we'll get to all that. Plus, what 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 is Denver really giving up? What are they getting back? I'll take it to Denver in five minutes. Plus, T.J. Hushmanzada will join us later on this hour. Here's Russell Westbrook, who uh, yesterday he was playing in San Antonio. The Lakers lost one hundred seven one hundred. Anthony Davis still out. LeBron James didn't play last night. Westbrook. Uh, Defended himself to a fan who was yelling West Brick at him. And here's Russell Westbrook talking about his last name. Kind of let it go in the past, you know, just because it never really bothered me. But um, it really kind of hit me the other day. Honestly, I was, uh, me and my wife was at a um, teacher parent conference for my son. And the teacher told me, she's like, uh, Noah, he's so proud of his last name. He writes it everywhere. He writes it. On everything, he he tells everybody, walks around and says, I'm Westbrook, Westbrook, that's his last name. And it kind of, I kind of sat there in shock and it hit me like, damn, like I can no longer allow people, um, you know, for example, Westbrook to me is now shaming, like it's shaming my name, it's uh, my legacy for my kids. Um, it's a name that means more, not just to me, but to my wife, to my mom, my dad, uh, the ones that kind of paved the way for me. And, and that's just one example. I mean, that kind of hit myself and my wife in a, in a place where it's not great, man. And, and you know, I think a lot, of the, a lot of times, you know, I let it slide, but it's now time to put a stop to, to that and put it on notice. All right, so, so we're all on notice about calling him Russell Westbrook, which is like it's an easy nickname. And I, I bring it up because, like, look, Jason Stewart, if you have listened to sports radio for the last 20 years, you know he was part of Jim Rome's crew. And Jim Rome's crew, they came up with nicknames for a long time. Now, the nicknames, I mean, I, I, it's, it's funny. Rome has gone really soft in his age. Right, because he used to obviously the famous one was Jim Everett calling him Chris Everett to his face. That didn't go over well. I always liked a raunchy chick from the barrio, Arancha Sanchez Vicario. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was an all timer. An all timer. Um But like look, that that was now he doesn't he doesn't do the rat family, right? Which was Mike Shashevsky was part of the, the rat family. And I'm going to just, let's just say it. I understand he works for Fox Sports. I understand he makes a ton of money. I think it's disgraceful what Skip Bayless has done. Okay. He, he made feminine references to Chris Bosch, which is reprehensible. And so is this. You can't normalize this behavior, right? This is the, it's a lot like the Trump conversation. 
Like, you can tell me whatever you want about his politics, but the way in which he would speak to people, treat people, handle sensitive information was not that of the President of the United States. Period. Stop. There is no argument otherwise. None. Everyone knows it. It's unacceptable behavior. The same on a very different and lesser level is true of Skip. If you're going to make a reported $6 million or whatever he makes to be on TV, you know, he shouldn't be, shouldn't be a name caller. He shouldn't be a name caller because then it normalizes it. It becomes a thing. <laughs> Westbrook. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're 70 years old. You've been covering sports your entire life. You don't call people names. You can say he's a terrible shooter. You can say, I don't know what happened, why he can't dribble a basketball. For a guy, and I've said this, for a guy who is such a high-level competitive athlete who's played basketball this long, some of the turnovers he has are just inexplicable. Like You don't see that from players at that level. But I try very hard to not be a name-caller. To not be a name-caller. And, and if you ask people in the NBA, they will all say, like, they will all say, like, they don't, the, the, the takes, you know, obviously he's, he, he's made a, a career out of being a LeBron hater, right? He's made a career out of it. And he had a great career as a writer before that. He's made a career over the last maybe 12 years or so of being a LeBron hater. And and some of that, like, I don't know, if you don't see it transparent, you watch a game and <laughs> LeBron didn't want free throws late. Well, he had 56 points, like you know, but whatever. If you want to question LeBron and his toughness, his shot making, don't call people names. I don't think it's that hard. And if you ask people in the NBA, they will say, like, why would they let that? Why would he call people names? You're seven years old. What do you call people names for? You know? And and we can say, hey, it's all part of barbershop conversation and I I don't I I don't think it's representative of his level of stature and success in television. Now look, it's gonna be the run back to the principal's office. Oh my god, Gottlieb called out skip. Yes, I did. If he doesn't know it, he should know it now. It ain't okay. And don't worry, I won't be on that show. He doesn't let somebody who actually wants to, to come back at, at things like that on his show. Not concerned about it. He has achieved incredible success. You don't call people names. Don't need to. You cannot normalize that sort of stuff. Again, because even though, you know, like, is he going to say it to Russell Westbrook's face? Like, look, Russell Westbrook's not a good shooter. I don't think he's been a particularly good teammate. But as much as we can go at the guy and say what we don't like about his game or whatever, like, you know, he kind of averaged a triple-double in the NBA for three consecutive years. He was the MVP of the league. Like, kind of talented. And, yeah, bad shooter. Why do we have to be a name-caller? At whatever, there, there's a delineation in terms of level of success, which you don't need to do that. He has achieved that. Skip Bayless has. Uh, we, you don't need to tell me that he is a bricklayer. But the name calling, it bothers a lot of people in the NBA. A lot of people. And 
You've made your career on it. So maybe let's just grow up a little bit. And I'm as immature as anybody, right? I'm a five-year-old. But I try not to call people names because, yeah, I'm not really a five-year-old. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Okay, so uh, (laughs) the happiest guy in football has to be, has to be the guy who we talked a ton about yesterday and we have not mentioned today, right? Like have not brought it up even once today. Calvin Ridley, no one's talked about, but one of the... The narratives you'll hear and you'll read, and I'm going to present the easiest way to dismiss is, well, Calvin Ridley gambling on football. I mean, the NFL is in bed with gamblers and gambling. So, yeah, this is not that big a deal. And he should, you know, one year suspension, then come back and play. The fact that the NFL is in bed with all the gambling companies is even more reason why Calvin Ridley should not play football ever again in the NFL. And and some of it is his fault. He doesn't seem not like, look, here's a dude who bet, has an $11 million contract and bet $1,500, and one of the bets was an 18 parlay. Do you know what they call somebody who bets on an 18 parlay? Anybody? Uh, Ramos, you want to take a shot? What they call somebody who bets on an eight-team parlay. An idiot? Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm good like, for something, Doug. Yes! I got, some- <laughs> That's just, like, I got some things up my sleeve here and yeah, there. Like, <laughs> more than three teams, and... It, it just the, the likelihood of it happening is so remote. Obviously, that's why your odds are better, but it means your odds are actually so much worse. Still, uh, you know, the whole thing is amazing that you get to where a guy does something that everyone knows is told you absolutely positively cannot do. How have we reached this point as a society where we go like, yeah, yeah, you know, he bet on football, but the NFL is in bed with with, with gambling companies and they, yes. Yes. The only difference now is it's out in the open and it's legalized sports wagering in so many states. It's always been legal in in Las Vegas. But the reason that discussing it had been taboo for so long is just such a just such a narrative which somehow happens. Like the NFL has been in bed with alcohol companies for years. (laughs) So if a player shows up drunk to an NFL game, you're like, ah, Big deal. Or, dare I say, drinking and driving, right? Well, I mean, you can't expect a player to not drink beer when, you know, and when he gets behind a wheel because they're in bed with, 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 with alcohol companies. Like, yeah, you actually can. That's going to pay your salary. It pays my salary. Yes, technically my, my salary is paid through iHeartMedia. But the biggest deals done in media, the biggest deals that are now... Sports gambling. And sports gambling cannot survive if the games aren't on the up and up. Right? The games aren't on the up and up. 
cannot have participants, cannot have people in football betting on football. You, you cannot, <laughs> I mean, this is insider trading. And you can say, well, it happens all the time. Like, if you get caught in insider trading, you go to jail. Martha Stewart went to jail for a phone call. Uh, yes, Jason Stewart. Which um, which sports radio take are you more annoyed with um, yesterday afternoon? The one that you just stated about the NFL being in bed with gambling companies so he shouldn't be punished, or uh, Ray Rice only got suspended four games. Which, which one is more annoying and more kind of like a – I, I don't even, none of them have anything well, to do say, with Well, y'all say, y'all say that other. Colin Kaepernick kneeled and lost his career. Like, actually, he still played that year, you know. Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> you know, which which one? I would say the, I, I would probably say the non sequiturs, the, you know, domestic Vile abusers can get however many games. And by the way, most of these guys that 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 have an off the field issue, very rarely do they play again. If they do, it's short lived. Nobody wants them around. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by Deshaun Watson. Right? Like, what do you do with Deshaun Watson? I don't know. You mean the team that trades for him? What, what if, do they do? Or if, some, or if somebody's going to trade for him. Yeah. Right? Like, we're all like, yeah, they trade for him. Like, I don't know, man. You know, and you may not have to believe every woman, but all you have to believe is one woman. Really, right? That's one's enough. <laughs> one Violating one woman um, is plenty. That's too much. That's too many. You know, that's never play football again stuff. So... Uh, here we go. So, so I get the, oh, some dude some dude tweets me. I'm not going to say his Twitter handle. You're way off on the Calvin Ridley situation. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You can't gamble on sports. Look, to, 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 to you have watched sports, okay, to all of you who have watched sports, okay, and I'm, I'm saying this knowing full well that I have a partnership with a sports gambling company. And they are, and they make sure, like everything is on the up and up. They have to. Not just to keep their license, but to, they want the, their sports to be legitimate. By the way, one of the big reasons that Las Vegas has pushed for legalization of sports gambling is to cut out any of the nonsense. Right to make it all a legitimate business, but it can't be a legitimate business if the participants are betting on on the on the sport. It cannot, can't happen. And from the time you arrive in college, and he played at the biggest school in college football, so every year he was there, they had the FBI come in and lecture them on the real dangers on how it really really works. And if you walk out of one of those meetings with any thought of gambling on football, then you, sir, are asking for your career to be lost. He made $11 million. He's supposed to make $11 million this year. He bet $1,500. 
I mean, that's, that's like the worst bet of all time. You bet 1500 to lose $11 Whew. But you know what? Hey, these are the rules. This is how it works. Do you want to play football? Like, look, all of these people who play these sports, they have sacrificed for years. Okay? They sacrificed for years. And there's lots of things you can do. You know what you can't do? Well, I mean, can't do the recreational drugs. You can't do steroids. Okay? You can't gamble on your sport. You know, there's a couple of things, you know, anything that could get you arrested off the field, obviously you can't do. But, I mean, in in any business, there are things you cannot do. You, you can't, if you work at Fox, you can't tell people about internal memos over at ESPN or if you're in the news division at MSNBC. Like, you can't share proprietary information. Well, no, no. There are rules to sports. And everyone knows the rule. Everyone. You cannot gamble on sports, and especially your own sport. Cannot. Period. This is the, all the same. We do all the same crap over and over again. Right? Every, every, every rule is wrong. Every leader is wrong. Every president's an idiot. Every congressman's a jerk. Every, every sort of uh, rule, it's a generalization, but if I can, like, no. Uh, 